From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome in to the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of the Pucks Out Podcast. Join them for a Beetlejuice movie and costume party on October 9th. And don't forget, bingo every Thursday at 6 p.m. I was there at Bingo this past Thursday. It was a lot of fun. You bangoed? Yeah, bingo bangoed, yeah. Bingo, bango, bango. We didn't win, but I I was like, if we if I win, I'm gonna kong some beers. We'll turn it in well. I guess I wow. lost, I'm gonna kong a beer. You gotta kong the beer either way, right? I mean, you got to. It's it's uh, it's either a victory kong or it's yeah. uh, you know, drowning your sorrows. Yeah, they kong. had an apps one of the best beers I've probably had in a decade, a uh, breakfast oatmeal stout, okay. which was amazing. But anyway, so I was about 15 of those deep when I found out they were like 11% beers. Wow. So, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, you, you call, you, I had a few, had a few missed calls from you uh, pretty late into the night. Uh, so I called you back the next day and you're like, I don't know if I need it. I think I was just super excited about that mozzarella stick deal at Sonic. Probably, probably so. You had, yeah. you had, you probably wanted to, like to make sure you knew something. that you had to go to your Sonic and take advantage of that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, I I, I kind of want to check out this uh, Beetlejuice movie and costume party, though. I I hope they also do just a straight up Michael. When I first read it, I saw like, they had the poster for Beetlejuice. So I saw Michael Keaton is. I thought at first it was just a Michael Keaton costume party, which would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like Batman, though, yeah. and like Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just like wearing normal clothes, right? Like <laughs> uh, you can go as uh, Birdman. Wasn't he was Birdman? I'm not familiar. It was a movie making fun of Batman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I would just go as a bunch of people like would also like have a picture of Michael Keaton from like a red carpet or just out in the street. Like, yeah, I, I had these are the clothes I had that he might also wear. So I'm Michael Keaton. I'm going to go like as like a different Michael. Be like, <laughs> oh, like a Michael Strahan. <laughs> like I'll just paint like the middle of my teeth black. Just, the, like, just, just Michael a Michael Strahan. costume party. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You, you got like, oh. you got a couple of different versions of Mike Myers. And also Mike Myers from Halloween. Yeah, I'll be Michael Jackson. (laughs) Michael Jordan show up. (laughs) All right, today we have got our Metro Division preview. Don't forget to check out What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. How are you this week, bud? I am great. We're recording a little early because I head out uh, to Florida uh, tomorrow when we normally record. I just got back from... Pennsylvania, which on the surface, just saying that is it sounds terrible. Yeah. But it was, I actually went up there for the Penn State Auburn game, as we've talked, as I've continued to talk about. I'm just going to pretend like I haven't told everybody this for like the past four weeks. <laughs> it was amazing. We actually did get up there and went to game day. Uh, I mean, it was such a fun experience. The whole thing from from top to bottom. I spent uh, about 24 hours uh, within the two days of the weekend actually just driving 
worth it. Worth every second, man. That was a great game. Great game. You know, obviously I wanted it to go the other way, but I I was glad. I mean, it it was a big game up until the very last play. So, I mean, the the game was was close the whole time. It It wasn't a blown out. out Either way, way, yeah, yeah, either way. I mean, you know, it's it's, uh, something that, you know, going to Happy Valley, that was a – that's a bucket list anyway, but being able to get to see your team do it, probably never, ever be able to see that again, just based on the, the pending conference realignments that are, that are coming up. They, the fans were, were awesome. Uh, they were really great. A lot of orange. We, uh, there was a lot of orange there. I mean, it's really hard to ruin a whiteout at, at Penn state. <laughs> It was so cool, man. The student you saw on TV, you saw a couple small. You got yeah, yeah. yeah uh, up in the uh, the the top deck, there was a, a good bit. It didn't matter, man. Their their student section is huge. Those white shakers going in unison. Yeah. It was uh, it was a, an an, a, an experience. One hundred nine thousand nine hundred fifty eight people. The the record. So I currently. Wow. I uh, am one of the uh, record holders at Penn State. So, you might have been the one to put it over. I was. I think that they were. That's what they were telling me. But no, the guy. You know, the fans around us were all jaw flapping and you know giving each other hard times. But he told us, man, he was super impressed. I was too. There was a lot of Auburn fans there. He said, Ohio State. Usually, he's like, you guys are, are putting in about as many as Ohio State did, and that's yeah. like a five-hour drive. You know, to them. Yeah. And a, a conference game, and so that it was it was really impressive. Everybody was super awesome. We had a had a blast. I met Ronnie Brown. Uh, you know, got to see old Saquon at, at game day. Saquon supped, uh, supped Stephanie. It's like sup. You know, that's pretty cool. I mean, I thought you she said didn't Stephon sucked, and I was like, ah. Well, he he did on Thursday night, but um, but it was a it was a, a really cool campus, a really cool experience. I had no idea that Penn State University has like forty six thousand undergrad. That's wild. That is a lot of a lot of folks, man. Yeah. Uh, like I said, met Ronnie Brown. I met um, one of my personal heroes, the founder of Rolling Rock's daughter. We tailgated with them. They. Uh, Gary and Bree, they they hooked me up with uh, Rolling Rock ponies and sliders, and so uh, you know uh, a bunch of my mom's roommates at Auburn were there, and you know basically like my aunts and uncles, you know, because I've I've always hung out with them, and so they're actually they actually do a, a tailgate at Auburn called Tigeritaville. So all of those folks, when they come down next year for the for the Penn State Auburn game at Jordan Hare in Auburn they're going to come and tailgate with them. So uh, we're definitely planning on going out to that mad props. They, uh, they, they put on a, a hell of a show. It was a hell of a stadium sucked that our, my team lost, but it was, it was hard to, hard to go wrong with that. That's, I mean, that's, not, that's no one's fault, but uh, yeah, but old, old Bry guys. So <laughs> bad play calling horrendous refereeing on both sides of the field. I, I as I was telling you earlier, there is no oh well the refs lost us that game. Yeah. Uh no, the refs were horrible both ways. It wasn't a one sided affair that they were terrible. We had plenty of opportunities to win that game. I think both coaches, both coaches did very poorly, and uh, Penn State was the better football team. They played better uh, than than Auburn did. It was amazing. It was quite frankly amazing to me that we were still in that game at the end. I, I personally, I don't understand how 
you don't die with uh, Tank Bigsby. No, there was there's not an Auburn fan in the country that would have been upset if we go for, we run the ball up the middle fourth and two and we don't get it. You know that happened, yeah. but a fade route to the corner. I've never liked that. Was uh was an interesting call. To to be quite honest, when we haven't hit it all game, so just now yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna hit this now. I, it was it was I, I'm famous. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a local news station uh, in in Pennsylvania. We'll, uh, we'll put that link on the show notes. So check yeah, that out. yeah, and that that way they're gonna be like, why do we have all of these people? They're like, we got. There's this one guy in Australia that keeps commenting on it. Like his name is Keith. <laughs> He's a huge fan of something called Pucks Out Podcast. But no, man. I mean, going to game day. You just you, you talked about it earlier. You want to go to a game day. That's my second game day. Ta- game day I've been to. I really do need to go to a game day that's not an Auburn game because I've been to two game days. We got beat by Penn State and Vanderbilt at those two Auburn game days. So just really sounds like I should just not go to Auburn game days anymore. Not <laughs> well, that, the, not yeah. that we'll have many past this point. Yeah. Uh, after well, I definitely, loss. I have never been to a game day. And I still think that I think next year we should, we it's should an try, experience you we need should to definitely go to try. Man. The show should try and get out there and do a, a game day. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just go set up our own table. They're like, who are you? Be like, Oh no, don't worry about Bring it. Bring our own mass to well, make hey, a pick. Maybe, maybe Kirk will let us ride, ride with him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's here in town. So and let's be honest. How many years left does Ole have left? I mean, they might have a spot. <laughs> open that was that was some some of the funny jokes that that we were telling you know like uh hey you know at one point lee corso is gonna be like not so fast no i'm serious you're talking way too fast i could not (laughs) understand you uh but you know game day is is an experience that everybody should be a part of at least one well any sports fan if you don't like sports it's probably not for you but the setup was great uh the game day was right in front of their what what's called Old Main, and it was their oldest building on campus that used to just that was that that building was the college, and so they brought Saquon in from all the way from there all the way down to uh, to the stage, and they they had people lined up all the way down there, and I was actually right at the line where they brought him in, so I got a nice little video yeah. of him walking by, and and uh, you know all of his all all three of them his his right thigh his left thigh and uh and him he was yeah. also there he is a he he's a shorter guy but uh that man is stout yeah. <laughs> that, that man is stout i was wondering why they even they separated everybody so they could had a lane i don't know why they didn't just let him walk in yeah. front and just spread people out with his legs you know just like <laughs> boom just moving them yeah. awesome Really, uh, really want to thank the uh, fans there. They were really uh, accommodating and welcoming. Cool. All right, let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right, the 2021-22 NHL Stanley Cup Final betting odds are released for the first time this season. Uh, coming in at, with the lowest odds, uh, Ottawa plus 20,000. Well, I think I'm just going to go put in a dollar on that because, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah I win $2,000 if Ottawa I mean, win. if you're feeling risky, throw, throw $2 on it. $2? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's less low. That's really. I low. almost want to double check and make sure I didn't put an extra zero because I well when you I would have had to, well when I right? first when I first wrote this it, I put in two hundred thousand. I was like, well, that's insane. 
Let me let me just double check my work real quick. Twenty thousand. That's plus uh, twenty thousand. That is bet a hundred dollars to win twenty thousand dollars. That is insane. I mean, I'm not gonna put a hundred. I'm not gonna lose a hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah. but I'll lose a. <laughs> I'll lose a dollar for it. No problem. That is what like I don't think I've ever seen odds like that before on a professional sports team. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost interested low. now to see what the what what beats that in professional sports. I mean, that's insane. I mean, maybe I mean, there's that's so low. I'm I'm like, is that and that's just like a website that's saying it. Right? This is Bleacher Report. Uh, okay. Let me see what sites they are. DraftKing then uh, types at DraftKing Sportsbook. Really? Those factors. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they got the odds here. Let's see. Let's I'm, I'm on Caesars Sportsbook right now. 20,000. No, I'm getting 20,000 for the Red Wings. Let's see what Ble- uh, Bleach says the Red Wings are. Uh, so, auto, uh, auto, there's multiple teams at 20,000. Sabres, Ducks. I'm getting Ottawa tw- uh, 12,500 uh, 12, is what I'm then getting. It, then it, it might have been updated. I'm getting the Sabres and Let the Let me see wings. when this was released. Well, they pro- maybe maybe everybody went out and threw a dollar. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're like, this was released I, September, I'm, September 19th, I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to waste my dollar by putting a dollar on the Sabres, though. I will not do You've that. Got, so here's all the teams that Bleach Report says at plus 20,000. Senators, Sabres, Ducks, Coyotes, Blue Jackets, Detroit's at plus 15,000. Sharks at ten thousand. Yeah, that may these odds are definitely different on Caesars. So maybe I'll, I'll go check DraftKings. So we're already going down this list. So uh, that is what they consider the bad tier. Now here is the next tier up: uh, the Predators at plus ten thousand, the Kings at ten thousand, the Canucks six thousand. So we're finally broke that. Uh, I guess the five digit number. Uh, <clears throat> the New Jersey Devils plus five thousand, the Habs plus five thousand. We're in the next tier, uh, according to Bleach Report. St. Louis Blues at plus 5,000. The Jets, 4,500. Flames, 4,500. Blackhawks, 4,500. Kraken, plus 4,000 at number 16 on the list. That is uh, uh, quite frankly amazing to me that the Predators are at plus 10,000. But the Kraken are plus four. Yeah, the Predators have not lost that many players. They were a playoff team that... Yeah, they've been making the playoffs. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned... The Kraken, while they may not be plus twenty thousand odds, they uh, they don't deserve that plus four thousand. They are riding on the coattails of Vegas with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a completely different team, and this is exactly what all the conversations were about Vegas as well. But like, the, I think it was that, just a different style of drafting. Absolutely, I'm I'm very intrigued by that. I'm gonna have to, yeah, um, have to throw some money on the Preds. The Flyers plus four thousand. The Stars plus thirty five hundred. Uh, the Capitals plus three thousand. The Wild at number twelve with plus twenty five hundred. The Pittsburgh Penguins at number eleven at plus twenty five uh, twenty five hundred. Which honestly, I mean, yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't throw money on them. Yeah, a dollar to win two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes plus twenty five hundred. Uh, New York Rangers that I might throw some money. Yeah, on. New York Rangers twenty two hundred. Edmonton Oilers two thousand. The Panthers plus eighteen hundred. The Islanders plus seventeen hundred. Um, I'm frankly not. I, I think that the Panthers, while they're good, I don't. I'm, I wouldn't put money on them. I am on the. Yeah, I mean these are Bleacher Report does have the uh, the lines from DraftKings. Draft yeah. yeah, I mean because Senators are there. That's wild. 20. That's a huge difference between Caesars and DraftKings. <clears throat> yeah, I think that it's just you know 
how they want to yeah. take your money, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get more dollar bills that way. On yeah. yeah. I will. I am going to put a little bit of money on the, the predators yeah. at plus 10,000. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's worth it right there. I mean, uh, at now we're in the top five, Boston Bruins at plus 1200 Maple Leafs plus 900, the lightning, the reigning champs plus 700 at number two, the Vegas Golden Knights at plus seven and the number one with the best odds, the Colorado Avalanche at plus 475. I just love how the Maple Leafs are <laughs> plus 900. If you told me that the Maple Leafs came here at plus 30,000, I'd say, I mean, yeah, got to earn it. Got to yeah. show us something else. My thing is, I would say plus 9,000 right now for them to win a playoff series. Okay. Yeah. And then I would still be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> that is uh, that is really high for a team that ha- hasn't shown anything yet. I do like the Islanders at plus seventeen hundred though. That's yeah. that's that seems like uh like good money. Hard to throw your money on on Tampa, right? I mean, we talked about it in the fantasy show. Of hard not to or hard to hard to for me. I mean, we we talked about it. Two se- they the two years that they've won it. Okay, shortened seasons. Uh, we've never yet seen them do it in a in an eighty two game season. Uh, so plus yeah. seven hundred is. I mean. A free Pete's hard enough. A yeah. free Pete when you completely kind of change up the games and they've lost a lot of that that third line and that grit. Like plus twelve hundred, I think I'd throw a little bit on it. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I'm going to go put some, put a, put some baby money on the Preds at plus ten thousand, and I really like that Islanders plus seventeen. Like Carolina too. Carolina had yeah, yeah I think twenty two hundred. Oh man, that is uh, that is that. Those are really good for some for some that outside is. outside chance team. You know, as much as I'm, we're going to talk about this team today, the Rangers, as much as I kind of like them as a team, plus 2200 is really, it's, it's really high. I mean, I feel like it should be higher, you know, yeah. like for a team that hasn't quite shown yeah. what, uh, what they, what they can be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Zidane Charo signs a one-year deal with the Islanders. His 24th season in the NHL, the 44-year-old, was drafted by the Islanders in the 1997-98 season. So you have to think that he is ending his – he's just going back there to end his career, which is weird because, I mean, maybe he just wants to play, but I don't – when I think of Zidane Charo, I don't think many people think of him as an Islander. Everyone would think of him no, as a Bruin, right? No, like, so that's no. So this – I don't think this is a, well, I'm going back home to end my career. It might just be that they're the only ones willing to get in the one-year contract. Maybe. I mean, you know, it. it uh, I have no idea maybe what's just, going on maybe in he that, just really that hated grown Boston. man's hand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think that that's – I think that it's literally the best team for his style of hockey. I mean, he's going to be – he's going to be doing great under Barry Trotz. I think that's a really great addition – uh, to bring into the yeah. Islanders a, a cup winner that has that experience. I think that that's going to be super – just like I think Duncan Keith was a great get for Edmonton, although I hate the contract they're having to pay for it. I think that that kind of brings in some leadership to a, to a lot of youth. So, All right, the TV schedule has been released for the upcoming NHL season. The link for it will be in the show notes. Um, the season will begin with a double header on October 12th with the Pens versus the Lightning at 730 uh, Eastern time. Then the Kraken will play the Knights at 10 p.m. that night. I'm so excited for the season to start. Um, 100, 103 games. will What be tele- season? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly pumpkin spice season. Uh, 103 games will be televised across ESPN, ESPN Plus, Hulu and ABC with 75 exclusive to ESPN Plus and Hulu. 
28 exclusively on ESPN and ABC and 1,000 out-of-market games available on ESPN+. Plus. This will include on uh, this will include games on Tuesday and Thursday throughout the regular season and exclusive games on Plus and Hulu every Friday until January, then every Thursday. So that was a lot of details thrown at you, but pretty much if you want access to the games, you're probably going to have to get that ESPN Plus bundle or whatever. Or yeah, it's not super. ESPN Plus isn't super pricey, though, is I don't it? Think it? I think it, you can get it and you can get price. it bundled with Hulu and uh, and Disney, Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you already have the D- Disney and Hulu Plus, I mean, it's just worth throwing it in there. It's yeah. not going to be that much more. And then the TBS, uh, with their side of the deal, they will televise all Stanley Cup final games in 2023, 2025, and 2027. One final, one conference final series each season and half of the first two rounds of Stanley Cup players to this. So they're just trying to get what they can. They will also have 72 regular season games including the Winter Classic in each of the seven seasons of the deal, so the next seven uh, Winter Classic deals. Uh, uh, TNT begins its schedule with a doubleheader on October 13th, featuring the Rangers and the Capitals at 7.30 Eastern and the Hawks and Colorado Avalanche at 10 o'clock that same night. Yeah, um, ESPN Plus is six ninety nine a month yeah. or $69 a year for the whole year. So, I mean, 70 bucks for the year is... It's not bad at all, and obviously at that point you also get um, all of your, all those all, all those stupid articles that are like ESPN yeah. Plus only and all that stuff. I mean that's a, and especially with I mean because they could probably arguably charge fifteen bucks a month for it and get it. People yeah. would pay for it, but that's that's awesome. We're, we're we've been excited that ESPN is going to get uh, get some hockey back, and maybe that means that Sports Center can come back and be a real sports center again. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's, I feel like this is good. And I always have enjoyed, uh, Turner's coverage of thing. I mean, they do such a great job with the NCAA tournament. I think that, I think that hockey coming out to everyone and, and kind of going a different direction than NBC, who was a little close to the, close to the vest with it. I, I I'm, I'm excited. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm excited that NBC lost that contract. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Football, baby. Uh, Great Thursday night game between Washington and New York Giants. it was a game. It was a good (laughs) game. It was a nail-biter. And as a fan, as, as a fan, it was a great game. 30-29 30-29 with a last-second field goal. Uh, it was, I mean, it 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 was an awkward game where you know the team seems like they couldn't. The, both teams seem like they couldn't get anything going. Then out of nowhere, Washington just kind of showed up. Uh, Taylor Heineke looked decent. Uh, it, it was a good game, but there was a lot of other great games this weekend as well. Um, the you know last night's game, Baltimore and the Chiefs. I didn't get to watch. I got to, I kept it on my phone. Yeah, I watched, came out on top. Yeah, I watched uh, watched a good a good bit of that. That was pretty good. Um, you know, I was driving most of the day yesterday, but I had uh, I had uh, red zone on for for most of it. When I finally got into uh, Tennessee territory, I just flipped on the radio because I kept having to have Stephanie restart red zone. It was giving me problems, yeah. but uh, that Tennessee game. Was yeah. was a great game. I mean, uh, I was very very surprised that they, they turned, that turned it on out. in the second half. They really did. Uh, King Henry, um, after a not so great first week one, uh, is now the league 
rushing leader. So, uh, I mean, he, he is just a, a, a man among boys yeah. and, uh, what, there, there was something important that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, the Titans speaking winning. of Titans and speaking of boys, um, the Titans <laughs> are now undefeated this season without Taylor Lewan. So, I mean, some people might say that that's, you know, causation isn't correlation and stuff like that. But, I mean, I'm just saying it's pretty clear what but, the uh, secret weapon is. It's not Taylor Yeah. And they did this with all, the whole left out, out the whole left side of their line for the most part. I mean, uh, and they got a lot of help elsewhere. Elsewhere, uh, all three other AFC South teams uh, lost yesterday, so that was um, that was pretty important. I think we're second uh, right now behind Houston because they they have a win within the division. So, not too worried about Houston, especially if Tyrod Taylor is down. Uh, Titans looked good. They they, they came back. They kind of held it together. I'm. I, I mean. Glad to have Julio. I mean, that yeah. man had a hundred yards in the first AJ, half. AJ Brown was struggling yesterday. He was, I'm sure he, but I'm sure he had to had to deal with a lot of. Again, I didn't get to see it, so you know, a lot it's of, a lot, lot different. Lot of a lot balls, of doubles. Right, a lot of more, he, G dropped a bunch as a well. A bunch that were right in his hands, and like so, like he wasn't even trying to catch it. He was like he had some right in his bread basket and just dropped him. But I mean, he'll come back. It's AJ Brown. He'll come back. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you can, the, he'll have the memory of a goldfish. He'll come back. You can, you can win that game with AJ Brown not having a great game. Us turning the ball over. Tannehill uh, turning over for his third fumble loss of the year, and uh, still come back and win in a in a really really hostile environment. Arguably yeah. the most hostile NFL environment in the league. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that there. I mean, there's obviously a couple that are that are a little uh, more hostile, but. But uh, the twelfth man is always there to uh, to play. So, uh, sure. uh, so a very impressive win to have to travel cro- across country and uh, be able to beat the beat a, a pretty good Seahawks team. I mean, Tyler Lockett uh, went off, went absolutely off. I mean, Chris Carson didn't have a bad game. Russell Wilson looked looked pretty good, uh, and the Titans struggled immensely in the first half that's what's more impressive to me it wasn't a close game the whole time uh they i mean they went into halftime down 15 yeah yeah king henry put him on their back and said let's go boys yeah i mean then that's that's what you need that's why you gave him the money that that uh that he was worth there um they didn't, you know, other other players didn't lose them the game. That was sure. important. McNichols was uh was uh had some pretty impressive spots, but lots of lots of good football games yesterday. Uh Zach Wilson, you know, your boys uh up there in New England uh just absolutely obliterated that guy. I think at one point in the uh, first quarter he was 0 for 2 with two interceptions. So yeah, so had, what what I saw was it was the I think the first time or the second time in history that a quarterback's first five passes uh, uh, were interceptions or something like that. Well, he only had four interceptions. Okay, so, so the, I think it was like the first three, his first three passes in the game then were interceptions. Hey, welcome to New York, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move into our main time of the day. This week we are talking Metro Division Preview. We're going to start it off with the Columbus Blue Jackets where we might be going to see a game this season if uh, the schedule works out. and uh, But, yeah, so last season, 18, 26, and 12 with 48 points. Eighth in the Central did not make the playoffs. Significant gains, uh, Jacob Voracek, Adam uh, Boakfeast, and Jake Bean. Their losses, Michael Delzato, Cam Atkinson, and Seth Jones. 
ton of offensive uh, upside with new head coach Brad Larson as he might be able to turn things around if Voracek and Bjorkstad can get things going. And they have two solid scoring lines. Uh, Liam Foudy, 21 center, uh, shows a lot of potential down there in Cleveland in the AHL. Watch for him to get called up. This he called up uh, to the NHL this season. I, I watched a couple of his clips. He he looks good and he looks like he's adjusting. Um, Zach Rensky, twenty four defenseman, still locked up with that six year fifty uh, seven and a half million contract. That is a lockdown uh, defender. Uh, concerns is the rest of their defense is pretty lackluster without Savard or Seth Jones. And Patrick Laine is he a concern? Is he a, a strength? Who knows. Uh, will uh, will this season be up or down? He has had a roller coaster of a career. Uh, thirty six goals in his rookie season, followed up with a forty four goals as a sophomore. Um, eighteen nineteen uh, season, he had thirty goals. That was only due to an incredible hot streak from uh, pretty much all of November when he scored eighteen goals in twelve contests. Followed that up with a good twenty eight goals and sixty three points in sixty eight contests in nineteen twenty, before being traded to Columbus early in twenty twenty one and ultimately having the worst season of his career to date with 12 goals and 24 points in 46 contests. And more than that, looking bad on the eye test. I mean, he is, I believe that he is a liability to this, to this Columbus Blue Jackets. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about this at length on the, on this show. I mean, he has, been inconsistent. He has not been able to to reproduce what we saw from him in that that rookie season. I mean, and it, and it's sad because we've talked about him potentially having that that chance of being one of the greatest scorers that we've ever yeah. ever seen play the game, especially us young younger hockey fans that haven't watched this game our our whole entire our whole entire lives where we really got into it the first, you know, the first year that we kind of super decided, Hey, let's be hockey fans. Let's get into this. And we got to see, you know, Austin Matthews score four goals and him score four goals. And it's like, Oh, we're seeing the future of this sport. One of which has really taken to that and has really become that, that superstar that we knew he could be. And then the other has been the exact opposite of that. We, we said, well, maybe it's, you know what's happening in Winnipeg. Well, uh, you know, it's 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 Winnipeg that's that's the problem. And then it's you know, yeah. then it then it follows him and it, and it's not uh, we we've talked about it uh, in terms of is does he have that motivation to be great or was he just a once in a generation talent that just thought he was a once in a generation talent. And I mean it's seeming more and more like that every day. I mean he's a young guy. And so there is in no way are we saying that he's got time to turn. He can't turn it right. Exactly. We're not saying he can't turn it around, but we're also not going to say, well, I I can't just keep saying, oh, well, you know, he's young. I mean, at what point do do we say, you know, I mean, he's 23 years old. He's been in the league since he was 18. You know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's still young and he, but I mean, it's hockey and I just don't, I, I, I personally just don't get it. I mean, you and I, yeah, you're only young in this league for a little bit, right? Before it becomes well, <clears throat> before you you only get a chance to play when you're older if you perform well when you're young. Yeah, I mean, he made it. He, you made it. You you've done what you needed to do. You could be poised for hundreds of millions of dollars throughout your your career, 
which will buy you all the Fortnite time in the world. All the all the time you want. And I mean, I just I, I'm just not really sure that I that I understand. And it sucks because I mean, we could be watching something great. Just go down the drain and. I mean, you know, we joke about it like we would never be able to put in the work to do something like being a professional athlete. But let's be honest, neither of us ever had the talent to yeah. be that professional athlete anyway. So maybe if we had that talent, we could buckle down and, and, and get there. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, and, and that's this could him him being who he could be could change the traje- traje- trajectory, could train the trajectory of. The Blue Jackets. I mean, they're a bad team because we don't know who he is yeah. and who he could be, in my opinion. So, I'm 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 completely with you. I think that loss. He could of easily Seth get Jones, them from three spots out of a wild card, like one spot out of a wild card. A- absolutely, you you know, three four games. You know, he could win with a uh, with 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 his play, and then you know, keeping them in the game. I, but but moving on to just uh, the other moves, because let's not just talk. I mean, obviously, hockey's not a one-person game. That loss of Seth Jones is tough. That's a yeah. tough loss, and especially to a uh, to the to the Blackhawks. Not that they'll have to play them like they did last year, but uh, I think that the with with a good line I mean a Jacob Voracek was a great ad that one, that was a great ad but you really summed up that uh the informa- uh, the concerns about their the rest of their defense I mean they lost two really good pieces yeah. to their defense I'm interested to see where they land within a really tough tough division in my opinion this year for sure all right let's head over to those bunch of jerks over in Carolina the hurricanes last year yeah, 36 jerks. 12 and 8 with 80 points. Uh, they were first in the Central. They lost 4 to 1 to Tampa Bay in the second round. Their gains Derek Stepan, uh, uh, Brandon Smith, uh, Auntie Ranta, uh, not uh, Tony D'Angelo, which I guess might be in a uh, insignificant That's gain. That's a significant loss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it, it's an insignificant gain. Uh, Ethan Bear and Freddie Anderson, their losses. Uh, Johnny Hockenpah, Dougie Hamilton, Warren Fogel, uh, uh, Peter Morazic, James Reiner. Uh, Jake Bean and Alex Ndelkovic. Very, very strong blue line. Yeah, Carolina with Slav and Pesky, Skeggy. Skay. Tough loss with Hamilton. Yeah, Tough for sure. Tough loss with Hamilton. Um, Ethan Bear showed promise with the Oilers. Yeah. Uh, I like what I, he passed the eye test for me. If he can be healthy, I think that that's going to be a great player. Concerns, goaltending with Alex Ndelkovic looked like the Hurricanes goal. He looked like the uh, Hurricanes goaltender of the future with a 15-5-3 record, 1.9 goals against average, and .932 save percentage in 23 starts. But Carolina then traded him away over the summer. Mrazek and Reimer are gone as well. Antti Ranta and Anderson are in. Those two of the and are in. Those two are the uh, biggest. Uh, those two could be a big bust, but they also are very uh, big variables. Both both of those two have been those guys that always could be you know what i'm yeah. saying they could be that great goalie tandem that 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 has been missing i think that honestly for both of those two freddie anderson especially i feel like the pressure's a little bit off i mean toronto has got to be a, a an extremely extremely difficult place to play yeah. uh, pressure wise i would imagine it's it's a lot like in the hockey world you know, I, I would being in a, a New York market, you know, it doesn't matter what sport there's hundreds upon hundreds of beat writers and, and 
fans and you know millions of people yeah. in that New York City market that just is it's intense pressure all the time. Going to Carolina is a is a different ball game, and I think that could be could be extremely helpful to uh, uh, to Freddie Anderson. And and to be honest, Anti Anti Ranta did great when he was in New York. There, I mean, I think most of his struggles have been been injuries and can't not being able to stay healthy and, and going to the coyotes. I mean, when he was able to play, he played fairly, fairly well. Uh, there was a lot of, a, a lot of promise from, from Ranta and, uh, and, and Anderson definitely had his moments that, that I think that while I'm a, I was, I, I agree with you. I, I the dealt, the Delkovich looked like the guy and Mrazek was great when he played. I, I don't know how significant the losses are because the two guys they brought in could be yeah, very similar similar uh, to the team that those guys were. Yeah, I think what I meant to put in this doc is I wrote in those two are the biggest busts. I'm like, that. I think I meant those two are not the biggest busts, but they are variables. That's what yeah. I meant to put in the doc. And because I, I was reading that, I was like, that's not that makes no sense. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't yeah. get I didn't make it. It didn't make it seem like you were talking about it like that. So, yeah, um, um, Tony D'Angelo is a massive liability. Uh, and it was a very questionable signing to replace the very talented Dougie Hamilton. Though his, his the way he you know his biggest problem being in New York was how he acted, and it may fit right in at least for the fan base in Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> they may uh, love him down there. So maybe this is his play, his time to shine. So my outlook, and I forgot to put this. Uh, uh, up with Columbus, but I believe they make the playoff. Honestly, I don't, I can't give a reliable outlook as far as how far they go in the playoffs right now until I see more from their goaltending. Uh, to go to backtrack to the outlook for Columbus, I believe they missed the playoffs this season. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Columbus missed the playoffs. I mean, we know, we all know, well, at least if you listen to the fantasy show and this show as well, we all know how I feel about Sebastian Ajo and what I think that that he can do. I think they make the playoffs too. I I do think that this team is weaker than it was last year. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think I, their losses. I think their gains don't outmatch their losses. This no, season. no. I I do, I, I do believe that Ajo could be in for his best season ever. Yes, I I think he makes absolute strides, and I have, I, I think I've they talked him up. Playoffs. I yeah. I don't see them going. It's hard with that with their. It's hard outside Iowa to see them going past the second round, depending on their. No, matchup. I I agree, and and this is a different. They're in a different division this year. Yeah. You know, they're an absolutely different division this year. I, I think they're making the playoffs too, but I would not be surprised if they missed. Uh, if we're being honest, I don't think they're going far. I agree, though. I think Aho is in for his best season. He's one of my guys on uh, on in fantasy we yeah. for last week's show, but uh, but being a great fantasy and having your best fantasy player and having your great the best season you've ever had doesn't necessarily translate to your team's going to yeah. be the best. So we'll see. All right, let's move on to the Capitals. Uh, last season, thirty six, fifteen and five at seventy seven points. Uh, second in the East, lost four to one to the Boston Bruins in the first round. Significant gains, none that I could really see. Significant losses, Brendan Dillon, 
even with an aging offensive core, they are still one of the best at scoring. Tied fourth with Florida Panthers last season with 3.36 goals per Name game. Name one good scorer on that team. <sighs> you, 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 you caught me. Uh, beyond uh, Ovi, Backstrom, and Oshi, there's three. Uh, they have Kuz and Mantha, uh, as well as Tom Wilson, who can get physical but easily score 20 goals. I don't... If I'm being real, I don't even know who any of those guys are. They're these. Are they new? I think they're AHL guys. They're a. They're just brought them up. Maybe beer okay. league guys. I don't know. I I really, I really agree with the concerns you have down here. Age is always. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. With with age comes issues. Can they keep their prolific offense up with without big pickups? Um, goaltending. They have unfulfilled promises with Samsonov, two point six nine goals against averages and point nine oh two save percentage in nineteen games, and Vanacek, two point six nine goals against and point nine oh eight save percentage in thirty seven games. This team was driven by offense. When that failed them in the playoffs, they had nothing to fall back on. And with that age, you're going to start finding that the later in the season, the later in the playoffs, it's going to get harder for them. And with and and I'm very surprised at this team who has been in win now, they won it a couple of seasons ago, that they made no big pickups. And that's yeah, concerning. Yeah, no no moves was was extremely interesting to me, especially, I mean, there's got to be a ton of guys out there that want to come play with Alex Ovechkin. You know, I mean, that's that's not a hard sell, you know. Um, or maybe it is, you know. I, I, I don't know the guy personally, Um but I, I, I'm with you, man. I think that each year that passes, that that age question kind of comes up. Uh, it, it, that series, I think that that throwing it to the oh, they lost four to one to the Boston Bruins. That series could have gone either way. Uh, it could have been easily, in my opinion, four to one for the for the Capitals if a couple of different things happen. Boston was the better team in that series, but I mean. You got to be able to score if that's what you you're great at, and they weren't able to do that in the series, uh, or at least not enough. I, I'm with you. I, I think that I'm. I've been hearing lots of touting of Samsonov, and I've just personally I haven't yeah. seen it. I just haven't. I, I've I, you know I guys can have great games, but I you got to put it up there to show me that uh, that you're worth what what you're talking about. So I don't think I don't I don't know. I've got my outlook is a first round exit. I'd be honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you if they think that the playoffs? I wouldn't be surprised if their outlook. Say. I wouldn't be surprised, and you'll see, and you'll see coming up my outlook for the uh, Penguins if they flip flopped. If, right, if one it's makes totally it, possible. I, I, I yeah. think, and let's move. Go ahead. So go ahead um, with the Pittsburgh Penguins last season: 37, 16, and three with seventy seven points. First in the East, lost four to two to New York Islanders in the first round. Uh, significant gain, uh, Brock McGinn. Significant losses, Cody Cece and Jared McCann. Offense is still one of the best in the NHL. Ranked second last season with 3.45 goals per game. Uh, uh, and they return with most of the four core intact. Jeff Carter continues to shine post his trade. Nine goals and 11 points in 14 games during his stint with the Penguins at the end of the 2021 campaign. Concerns, Tristan Jari had a rough 2021 season that started to get better towards the end, but his inconsistency is an issue. Casey DeSmith also has issues. While not horrible, they those are not goaltenders that could win you a Stanley Cup, I don't believe. Um, they will miss Crosby and Malkin to begin the season in a very tough division when they have a lot of home games early. I believe they have like a 10-game homestand in the first month, which they're not going to be there for. And in this division and in this league, if you get behind, especially in, in that Metro division, if you start off slow and you're playing catch-up later in the season, 
you're going to find yourself in a hole. And it's going to be tough for them to get out of that when they're playing on the road late in the season. Yeah, I I completely agree with I completely agree with that. Missing Crosby and Malkin really hurts the team overall because they make a lot of these guys great. And do they have somebody that can step up into that spot? Jake Gunsel can for sure. He he is a yeah. superstar in this think, league, in my like, opinion. Like you said in the fantasy show last week, Brian Rust suffers. I think who suffers the most from this and went from a guy who I have been very high on the last couple of seasons, but a guy that honestly I'm not going to touch, Kasperi Kapanen. He suffers yeah. from this greatly. I'm not touching Kasperi Kapanen in in, the, in fantasy. Yeah, it has to be a it has to be a, basically a stolen. A stolen draft pick. You know, you, you got to be able to get him 16th, 17th round where I might, I might throw a pick at him here or there, you know, yeah. because, you know, if they're only gone early on in the season, then great. But Malkin did not have a great year last year. You know, I mean, he, he kind of was, was missing a lot of the, a lot of the season injuries played yeah. a part of that, but, but still, I mean, when you're injured, you're not playing, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that's just when they get back on ice. Who knows how long to the back game shape and game ready after they get back I, that that I'm not as much worried about uh, as much as I am. What I'm my biggest concern is that is Crosby's injury. I think people aren't recognizing the severity of this injury. It is a bad wrist injury that he's been playing with since the 2016 season that could have he could have very highly damaged the ligaments in his wrist. Uh, playing with an injured wrist that long, honestly, there is a uh, uh, there is a chance. To, listen, Sidney Crosby is a generational talent, none other yeah. like him. As much he as will, we hate him, we're uh, not. Yeah, we're he, not but idiots. At the same time, that wrist has so much to do with your shot that there is a chance that he is going to have a hard time getting back to passing and shooting once he's even allowed back to start that. Um, clearly, yeah. he's going to have the best medical staff in the world with him. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be. How old is he now? 34. 34. I, I, I was about to bring that up. I mean, 34 is sounds, oh, well, that's young. Mm. In the hockey world, when you've been playing for since you were 18, that is that is at a highly competitive team. High, highly competitive team. So you're playing a lot of games every single Crap year. Ton of minutes. A lot of minutes. Head injuries are, are have been a concern throughout his career. A wrist injury is, is is a tough thing to go through. I mean, sick out six weeks at least, and that's, yeah, that's um, has the surgery happened yet? Are you able to see that? Has he even had surgery yet? While you look that up, I will say that my outlook for them I have is missing the playoffs. I think that they are going to get off to too slow of a start, and they're not going to be able to come back in the later in the second half uh, post All Star break and be able to push for to make the playoffs. I'm not seeing whether surgery has happened or not, but I mean six weeks is a long time. Yeah, that's a lot. Now of it is a it is an 82 game season, so yeah. maybe it's not the 56 game season. Six weeks in a 56 game season yeah. would have been a would have been, I feel like nearly impossible. I. I think that I mean I think you're right as well. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs either, but I, uh, I, I would not wonder, be surprised. And clearly, this is conjecture, but the fact that he's had this since in 2016 to uh, 2015 when they were in the middle of their cup run, do you think this means that they understand that they are getting close to it? Like the, they're 
they kept him in so that they could get the most value out of their window, and now they recognize that Maybe. let's get him better now so when some of these young I, guys are up and ready, we can be ready for our next window without a, you know, cross. I feel like that could have, I feel like that, that, I mean, that could have probably been a mutual decision for both parties, you know? I mean, I don't think that he would have would have risked his entire career for four years. I mean, he was 30 years old when this happened, 29 p- potentially, depending on actually when yeah. it happened. I mean, it, they could have been medical thing where they're like, I mean, we you can now. play, it you can play. It's gonna, now, it's yeah. gonna keep, it's gonna keep building and building, and where at some point it's gonna be inevitable, um, where you know you playing is not gonna damage it more. It's just gonna continue to be, yeah, be there. That absolutely could be the case, and he is the type of guy that I absolutely believe would have, would have made that decision, you know, uh, to 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 keep it. But if it's a six week injury. Doesn't it make more sense to do it when you're 29 and your your body is going to yeah. recover a little quicker? In my personal opinion, yeah. Um, Philadelphia Flyers last season 25, 23, and eight with 58 points. Result sixth in the East did not make the playoffs. Their gains: Keith Yandel, Martin Jones, Cam Atkinson, Rasmus Ristolainen, Ryan Ellis. Losses: Brian Elliott, Voracek, Shane Gostivier, uh, Philip My- or Felipe Myers, and Nolan Patrick. Uh, potential on both offense and defense if they can stay healthy. Ellis is a good top pair blue liner when healthy. Him, Provorov, and Sanheim make up a good decor at a very low cap. Ristolainen's issues is that he was, in my opinion, was that he was overused with the Buffalo Sabres. So using him as a more limited role, uh, you know, uh, asset could help him. While Hart struggled last season, I believe he has has a ton of potential. Um, concerns all of their goaltending eggs are in this heart basket, though. If he has issues, then they turn to Martin Jones. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or, I mean, was was Martin Jones a victim of playing for the Sharks? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that that could, I mean, because Martin Jones had some good seasons, uh, some good, some really good seasons. Really, really strong decor, though. I, I, it, it is hard. I was, we, I think we, we both were very surprised that they missed the playoffs last year. They started strong. Yeah. They, they looked like a team to beat. And lost that water bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm always. It was We're a, on that same water bet, Davy and I. So that's a water. I think that's a water bet. We've oh yeah, made for like we the, the next decade. Columbus, Columbus Flyer. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what specifically it was. I who, knew who you goes were on further the in the playoffs. But they had to make the playoffs was the thing. I'm going to keep winning that bet, I think, is what it is. (laughs) No, I I really think uh, you have them missing the playoffs. I think that they might. But honestly, I think that they they might. They could slide in, man. They could slide in. I think they need help with struggles from other teams. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to make it in by their own on their own destiny. I think no. they're going to need someone to help them. Oh, well, I mean, every, every team, I mean, there's a couple unless you're in the first, that unless you're be. like in the first two slots, but yeah, I think, I think early on that early season is going to be very crucial as always, but the flyers problems have generally, have generally not been starting the season strong. It's been finishing the season yeah. strong. That's where they've struggled the past few years. Is there, is there, their back stretch. Yeah. Uh, so, which is why I think injuries are going to play a big role in this yeah. team this season. I mean, Carter Ryan Ellis, we've seen him, you know, we, we know him, we've seen him uh, in national so long. He does. He, he is a great D guy, but he does struggle from injuries. I like D guy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like he's like a stripper or something. <laughs> like he's a D boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, 
the thing is with it's it's hard to reconcile in your mind sometimes with guys like Carter Hart or Patrick Line that we've seen them for a while. And so they're just staples. Carter Hart's 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's at the at the the point in his career where he could come in come in and win a Vesna. We may not know the kind of guy he is. Now I'm not this that is not a prediction. I'm not water betting it. I don't think Carter Hart is winning a Vesna. But I mean, 23 years old is pretty young. I I mean, I think that they're gonna be right there on the cusp. I think that they're gonna be in line for a potential a potential wild card spot. I don't think they're gonna gonna win a spot from the division. But I don't hate a, a backup in Martin Jones. You know, obviously, I don't like I wouldn't like him if he's their starter. But uh, there are definitely worse backups than you could have than than Martin Jones, a guy that has got Jordan Bennington. Well, true. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, all right. The Rangers uh, last season, 27, 23 and six with 60 points. Fifth in the East did not make the playoffs. Their gains, uh, Patrick Nemeth, uh, Barclay Goudreau, and a lack of Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Significant losses, uh, Pe- Pe- Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, veteran core with Zabinajad, Panarin, Buchnevich, and Strom led this team to a 3.14 goals per game last season, which ranked 10th in the league. The young guns of Ladrenier, Kako, and Kravstoff uh, should step up and fill the gap with uh, Buchnevich there. Um, I'm sorry, with Buchnevich uh, not there. What was, uh, that? what was that first one? Uh, the Young Guns, Ladrenier, Ladrenier. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I'm just seeing a a missing Lafreniere. That's what I meant to put. Okay, I was. I like, uh, was like, I don't know this Ladrenier kid, but I obviously thought he was important enough to type him. I put that at sure, and I was like, and you know, I mean <laughs> that, but honestly, sounds like a solid name. Yeah. I would, I would have literally never questioned it. I, honestly, I'd probably be sitting around with my buddies or something Old and be like, be like, hey, where the heck is Ladrenier been? Yeah, Dude, man, yeah that, that DMF guy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lafreniere, um, I'm, I'm creating a guy in NHL. I, you know, Pete Ladrenier now. Ladrenier. <laughs> what was it? What was it? I said last week. Uh, it was. Uh, was it? Tom? It was. It was either. Uh, oh, it was uh, Tim something. But uh, I was like Stutzel, Tom. Tom. Yeah. I was like, I'm not seeing Tom here. <laughs> so we got we got Tom Ladrenier. <laughs> He's got. I, I look bold prediction. Tom Ladrenier leads the team in goals. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Lafreniere, Kaka, and Grastov should step up and fill a gap with Buvinevich no longer there. Um, they picked up some grit in the offseason with Reeves and Goudreau. Um, concerns, not a lot of major weaknesses, to be completely honest, um, but they are facing some major cap issues soon, so their window may be closing early. They I, need to be in a win-now mode. I said are. this. I said this in the fantasy show, and I feel like you did not add in my opinion, the biggest significant gain, and that was Gallant. Yeah, Gerard. Then, Gerard yeah, that, that's a, that's a yeah. Gallant is, is a major. That is a there. major add. A coach that can that can win. That can that can take some young talent and uh, and push them forward. I am uh, I am I'm high on the Rangers as well. I, I um, my outlook for them uh, makes playoffs, second round exit. I I think they can make a run. I think it really depends on 
on positioning within the playoffs. Yeah. I would be, I mean, you know, because teams can make runs if they get the right matchup for sure. I, I again, I think, I think I'm trying to look, think in my head. I don't know who takes that first spot, but I think that the Rangers need to either get that second spot or that third spot. I I think that they will need that help of not having to play the first place team, whoever that may be. And in my head, I'm I'm like trying to go in my head and think who's gonna be first in this. I group. think that the I think that the Islanders are gonna are gonna take uh, the yeah. Top spot I, I, I I honestly I I think the first round could be um, Islanders versus Caps with the Caps being in the wild card. Yeah, that last that last wild card spot definitely that that could definitely happen. I think that. I think that this uh and then Rangers versus Carolina. I think that this this is the year for the Metro there's going to be a, a changing of the guard. Yeah. For sure. I I can see I I would say Islanders and um uh, my second and third spot in my opinion would be the uh a toss up between the Rangers and and the Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, I I com- uh, literally a complete changing of the guard. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So speaking of the Islanders, uh, last season, 32, 17 and seven with 71 points, uh, fourth in the East lost four to three to the Tampa Bay lightning in the semifinals, significant gains, uh, Richard panic, uh, losses, Nick Letty. And it's Tim- actually a uh, panic panic uh, at the disco. Is that, is that, is yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of t- yeah, uh, yeah. fantasy teams yeah. that did that panic at the disco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, significant losses, Nick Letty and Jordan, uh, Eberle. Uh, goaltending looked absolutely great last season. Varlamov and uh, uh, I said, Vol- uh, sorry, Varlamov and Sorokin finished fifth in the Vesna Trophy voting with. Uh, okay, I forgot to put a period down. I was like, this makes no sense. <laughs> I wrote this late at night. Uh, goaltending looked great last season with Varlamov and Sorokin. Varlamov finished fifth in Vesna Trophy voting with a 1911 and four record, 2.04 goals against average, and a .929 save percentage in 36 games. While Sorokin had a very strong rookie campaign with a 136 and three record. 2.17 goals against average and 0.918 save percentage in 22 contests. And they've got a great defense in front of them. Concerns without Eberly and offensive D-man Letty, they can't lean on that defense that got them to the conference final. Uh, so they're going to have to find a makeup for that. And honestly, I think they will. I think they're a very good yeah. team. I was lazy and just what makes playoff. But yeah, I think they make a run. Yeah, I think this could be a, I mean, I think, I I wouldn't be surprised if they are raising the cup at the uh, end of the season. Absolutely. I, honestly, I think that it is best case scenario. Your concerns are absolutely valid. The the you know offensive D man always important. Nobody's denying that. Yeah, and these are. But if you want to be a team, my concerns with them are very. You can tell I I barely wrote anything on their concerns. Sure, sure. I just tried to find something. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what, I, and that's what I'm saying. I agree. I mean, obviously, those could be concerns. But if there is anywhere that you want a concern without having an offensive D man, it's playing under Barry Trotz. You know, I mean, that's the place where you you know, uh, we've seen him go go far. Winning games one nothing, two to one. You know that is that is the best case scenario, is that Barry Trotz doesn't have a big time offensive D man. Yeah, and I and I think Ryan Pulak is going to be uh, have a really good season this year. Barzal, I, I'm I'm big on him. I think yeah. he's getting a little older, a little more mature. Everly was a loss, but they were doing really well before that yeah. trade for him. And now they year. have a veteran leadership in that locker room with Char coming in. I agree. Yeah, I think that. I think that I'm not. I'm not worried about them. I think that. Uh, and, I, and as I said earlier, I'm 
I've done it before. I've lost money talking about betting on the on the podcast. I'm going to put some money on the Islanders to uh, to win the cup. I think that it's I think it's smart money to lose if it if it happens. Yeah. So uh, the New Jersey Devils uh, last season, 1930 and seven with 45 points, seventh in the East. They did not make the playoffs Gaines, Thomas Tatar, uh, Dougie Hamilton, Jonathan Bernier and Ryan Graves. Significant losses. Will Butcher. The young guns, the uh, the young guys will decide the fate of this rebuilding team. And they don't have Ladrinier, though, is the problem. <laughs> they could turn a 26th ranked offense into a top 10 offense with the same core guys, but with ta- with the talent, it's but with this talent and these young guys, it's too hard to tell um, because that it is such a young team. Uh, clearly, Dougie Hamilton is a massive pickup, probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest picks up pickups of the offseason. Agreed. Uh, concerns goaltending. Blackwood looked good in his first two campaigns, but struggled last season with a 14, 17 and four record, 3.04 goals against average and 0.902 save percentage and 35 starts. Uh, they signed Ber- uh, Bernier, uh, who minded the net for the uh, Red Wings. Is it? I'm sorry. Bernier. Ber- is it? Ber- I think yeah. it's Bernier. Bernier. I- I'm not positive on that. I'm Ber- not correcting uh, you. I was uh, just asking. Yeah, I think it's Bernier. Yeah. Uh, signed Bernier, who minded the net for the Red Wings. Uh, so was he in the team bad, or was he a decent goaltender with a horrid team in front? I think of him? he did. He was played for Florida before then. I'll, I'll look that. I'll look. Didn't that he play up. with Colorado for a little bit? I think he, he, I mean, he's been a, he's kind been of a journeyman. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. He, but either way, he was, didn't look great with, but again, his stats could have been, you know, underinflated with Red Wings because they're the Detroit. Um, the outlook for uh, Devils is they'll miss the playoffs, guys. I mean, they're, they're, they're I think they're going to miss the playoffs, but they will improve. They are <laughs> middle of, the, uh, of, a, of a very big rebuild. And I believe they are doing a, the rebuilding process very well. They're not doing this bullshit competitive rebuild that uh, David Poyle is doing in Nashville. They are getting the picks. They are bringing in veteran players. They are ramp this. This will be a short rebuild um, relatively. I think they've been in this for about four or five seasons now, um, but I like the few, I like the outlook of this team long-term. I, I do too. I think if they can, they can keep these young guys um together and uh and and moving forward it does seem like some of these young guys are moving forward a couple of bad moves last year where they're spending a lot of money on on a i mean not that it was horrendous money i mean pk suban you thought that okay this is going to be a this is going to be a good move for a, a former norris winner and a guy that that came into nashville and and really with his personality and and his style of hockey kind of helped carry us to uh to a Stanley Cup final but it ended up just being bad money. Yeah. He's he he he's older, his back is hurt. Unfortunately, I love the guy. I, I would never disparage him, but it you know, it was a bad hockey move. We can't just not we can't just say we love the guy and then yeah. pretend like it wasn't a bad move. It was it was good for us, it was bad for them. But they have a lot of good pieces. I mean, Thomas Tatar and Dougie Hamilton, I think are fantastic moves for this team that really fit Yeah. Uh, to bring back Bernier. It was, I was wrong. There was no Florida uh, in there last three seasons in Detroit, a season in Colorado, as you said, a season in Anaheim, three seasons in Toronto. And then he started his career uh, with five seasons at the Kings. So, uh, so a little bit of a journeyman, I think can be a, 
a good backup to uh, to Blackwood. Um, Blackwood again, another young guy that uh, that we don't we don't really know what he could be. He could be great. He could be you know he could have been a flash in the pan. We'll have to see on that, and I think it will be very dependent. I do think they'll miss the playoffs. I think they're going to be a lot closer than whatever you think they will be at home. Uh, Blackwood is 24, by the way. Okay. Um, but all right. So that wraps up our Metro division. So let's, let's go through and say, you want to do our one, two, three, who, who's, uh, who's definitely going to the playoffs from this division. We know Islanders, Carolina. Okay. Uh, let's say, uh, Rangers. Capitals. Okay. Well, it'll be three. So you think one of those teams is making one of the wild card spots? Uh, I'm going to go on paper and put the, those are my top four. And then once we do the other divisions, then sure. we'll come through and say, okay, this wild, this well, number four is going to be fair. better than this one. And then I will that's reevaluate after we do all. Okay. Well, then I would like to go with the same. And I am going to go a little outside, though. I'm not taking the caps. I'm going to put the flyers in there instead. Okay. Uh, yeah. That honestly. And this is not set yet. I may look at that. We may get done with this. I say, you know what? I'm gonna move it around. But I, I that's my very early. We say pre- that we say this, and you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be Washington, Pittsburgh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know uh, who else we got? I think I think that either way, I think that the Islanders are in, no matter what. Uh, sure. In my opinion, I. It, but I would not be surprised if we had Washington one, Pittsburgh two, Islanders three. But I, I am going to go, like I said, a changing of the guard here. Caps and, and pins are out in my mind. All right, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. Uh, before we get started, I just saw the 49ers will hold a open tryout for their running back position. When? I'm thinking uh, about driving out. Uh, starting open door as, uh, <laughs> as of this morning. I, uh, since your phone news. <laughs> That's a while. There are, like, there's a lot of free agent running backs out there. Do you there. think Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is going to try out? Uh, uh, since we're just throwing out random I'm, I'm news just, out there, I just feel like they post that, and literally, as the guy hits ten, uh, Tim Tebow says, "Hey, I'm here." Knock, knock, knock. Hello. <laughs> um, since we're throwing out open, uh, you know, just wild news, I did want to say that uh, you know we talked uh, odds on Stanley Cup, uh, outright betting. Uh, the best odds are definitely on FanDuel. So if you have access to FanDuel, that's probably going to be oh, your best odds. Uh, I mean, Colorado's at 550. Um, Islanders are still at 1700. Uh, the the bottom of the bracket don't they don't. If you're trying to go with like the uh, the Senators or the Sabers or the Blue Jackets, go to DraftKings. But um, but there are definitely some some better. I mean, the Kraken are at 4800, which is a little more correct. Uh, but if you're going to the top of the bracket, I think the Predators. What am I missing here? The Predators are at 8,500. So if you're trying to go with one of the top teams of the bracket, uh, I mean, Avalanche 550, Tampa's a little lower at plus 600. The Golden Knights are 700. Maple Leafs are 1,200. Bruins are 1,400. 
Uh, Islanders again, seven hundred, seventeen hundred. Don't like the uh, Penguins at two thousand, but Panthers twenty two, Hurricanes twenty two, Rangers twenty four. So uh, it kind of really depends on what you're trying to go for if you're trying to go for one of those lower teams. But anyway, what's snapping our stick? Um, <laughs> I'll start us off. Uh, this I was heated when I got here today. Funeral possessions. I hate people dying, dude. <sighs> How dare! First off. Why? why? Why does everyone need to get there at the same time? You tell people when to get there, and if they don't get there on time, they clearly didn't love that person enough. It's it's just as it's simple easy. as that. It's easy. Honestly, the lawyer should be there, and that should be how the will is determined. Yeah. Of who gets to the place first, you know, yeah. the, the burial grounds. It's like that movie Rat Race. Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rat race. That is what. That is how all wills should be determined. Like anybody can show up. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no. So first off, I don't. I don't even like it when they're when the uh, when cops are escorting them. I think I still think it's BS. This one, there was no lights on the. Except for I do want to say, except for when you know going to my house on Macquarie Lane where we have the the military cemetery. Yeah, no, military you get it. Yeah. You're, and normally my argument is that like what like who are these people? Like dude was a plumber. Dude was a dude yeah. was a, like he didn't want to do anything boring. The dude laid pipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh not I'm going to get canceled by the plumbing foundation. Oh my goodness, dude. The I don't even the plumbers union. Yeah. We're done. Uh, plumbers at home. Well, we're just can you deserve the The plumbers union that they're mobbed up. You you deserve the biggest funeral possession. Yeah. Possession. But, possession. <laughs> so I'm driving and they are these guys. The, a, this, the only reason I knew it was because there was like there was a hearse there. But these were just like they didn't have a tag in their car like they usually do. There was no like uh, marked uh, light. light. Usually they have like the amber lights on the on the lead cars. Yeah. These cars are just going in intersections and blocking the intersections. Just, it's just like a guy. Just a, no, literally just a dude, and it was so, and it was a rental car. He wasn't even a part of the they, procession. They were in re- the people. The leading were in rental cars. It said like Kurt, like uh, uh, Nashville Airport courtesy vehicle. And for, so finally, I'm driving, and it's a green light, and they just stop in front of me, and I am blaring on my horn. Now I'm just sitting there on my horn, just uh, and the one guy's like, "What do you want me to do?" And I like, I'm like, it's like move. Go. What do you think? What the, do you I'm not, what do you think? This horn, this, this horn's telling you to move. Like I'm headed to. I'm headed to drink beer and, you know, look, man, I'm I'm a working man. That guy that died, I'm trying to podcast here, bro. I'm a working man. I've got a one to five, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We've got a, look, bro, we got a a three to about a six o'clock here, okay? You know, get out of my way, man. I'm with you. I think that, look, there's got to be a limit. There's got to be a limit to how far. You get to just process. And, oh, I looked it up. I looked up the laws. They were not allowed to do that. They are not no, a, they are not an official, they they're, not. they're not an officially marked vehicle. If they were an officially marked vehicle, well, what you can a Nashville courtesy vehicle. What you can do as an officially marked vehicle is you still have to follow all the laws. If it is, you, if you have a green light, you can go into that green light and guide people through. Right. You cannot go into a red light and guide people through a red light. That's it. These people, they just drove through the red yeah, light. Yeah, the police can can let you through the red light. No, is that not it? Is that even the, even, well? even the red, even the 
even funeral possessions must follow all traffic laws, but they, but you know, cause people have like right on red. They, the goal of that is to make sure that people who have right on red don't get in the middle of them. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've seen the, the police. Oh, you know, no, no, no. yes, they've done it, but I'm just reading the law. I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to arrest them. Uh, sir, Citizens this is, arrest. sir, this is a knock, knock on the window, sir. Let me, I'm going to need to see a license and uh, registration, please. <laughs> With that mustache, dude, you should. Uh, honestly, if I had some aviator, he may roll down the window and give me this, give me the info, dude. I forgot to tell everybody I'm mustaching nowadays. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it is that they are. Yeah, I was on my horn a lot, and the dude was getting pissed, and I was like, you know what, I'm in the right here. Uh, what do you got? Mine, mine is uh uncreative trash talkers. Obviously, I was in hostile territory this weekend and you know i expected i expected jabs and and you know trash talk and you know people throwing things at me not like things but just like throwing different you know hey your your team's terrible random items your quarterback's horrible Why did you even bring a stapler whatever you know like yeah I, I figured we were gonna get that however there were a lot of there yeah there was like one or two in every group that hit me with roll tide that's not that's the team that's the team that I dislike, but you didn't Alabama beat them in a whiteout game a couple years ago. Like and so I figured out what really made the Penn State fans that roll tided me mad was I'd ask them, I'd be like, I didn't know you were an Alabama fan. That's crazy. What are you doing up here? They really did not like it, but it was worse because their friends were laughing at them because I mean, there are plenty of jokes that you can make about my team, but why would you use another team that is my rival as a as a trash talk? It's very uncreative. I I was not a fan of it. I'm a fan of of some creative. I do have trash more talk. San Francisco breaking news. Along with Duke Johnson, Lamar Miller, they brought in T.J. Yeldon. Okay. So, okay. so if you're out there, if you're in one of my leagues. You you should use a lot of your fab to go get T.J. Yeldon. Yep. Next big thing, guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, be careful. I mean, it is San Francisco, man. There he there is a high chance that he is a running back one at least once yeah. this year. So, uh, but all right, everyone, we will see you next week when we go into the Central Division previews. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.